Oh, hello. We are back once again inside the Roach Motel. Tis I, Josh Potter, your host of the Josh Potter Show. Thank you again for joining us. And I've got to let you know right now, and you can find this link, by the way, in the description below, or you can go to my Instagram at Josh underscore Potter, or you can go over to Twitter at J underscore Potter. Either way, that's the three ways you can go find the link. But I need you to go vote for the Rochi Awards. That's right. They're coming up in a couple of weeks here. And uh, we're getting ready, man. We got we to gotta get the winners and we need your help. So as a good Roach out there, go vote for the Rochis and uh, you'll find out the winners very, very soon in a couple of weeks, as I mentioned. Other than that, make sure you come see me live in my hometown at my home club, Buffalo Helium Comedy Club, December 22nd and 23rd. Tickets are for sale in the same places I mentioned earlier. Other than that, my friends, just a little State of the Union going on over here. Uh, As far as Patreon goes, it's still going. My friend Matt Bergman and I give you an audio podcast every single week. And other than that, uh, I'm going to really be ramping it up in 2023. So if you want to get subscribed, it's never it's the price isn't going to change. The content will grow. The stream room is uh, I'm, I'm assembling equipment. I'm getting it ready to go. The stream room is going to be so much fun and it will be via Patreon. And also elements of it will be on twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter as well. Can't wait to relaunch that in the new year. God, I'm pumped. Lots of stuff, lots of goals for the new year. And uh, I hope I can at least tackle uh, some in that aspect and some in the personal life as well. My therapist has given me a homework assignment that I just completed right before the recording of this. She said to fill out a hinge profile. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I said, you know, I'm not into the dating apps. We were talking about something with... I uh, had a thing with a girl over the summer and... uh we broke up or whatever, and it kind of fucked me up a little bit. And I didn't—I thought I was adverse to that. I thought I didn't have that in me anymore. Girls can't fuck me up anymore. My life's going great. And it sure is, but this one still got to me somehow. So I was talking about it in therapy, and my, uh, you know, push came to shove, and my therapist goes, why are you so adverse to the dating apps? And I was like, well, that's no way to meet somebody. You know, that's—I'm totally out of context. I've never once met a girl out of context before in my entire life. I lost my virginity at a late age, 22, and that girl saw me perform. That was how I, you know, and that's like the year I started comedy. And I was like, well, this is the secret to getting laid. And it was, and it has been. But there's something missing uh, in terms of like being able to meet somebody in real life. I don't know how to do that. And so when you meet a girl just from comedy, sometimes it can be a sticky wicket. So... I was like, well, I got to figure out how to do this. And I was talking about that in therapy. She goes, why don't you get on these dating apps? And I I have done those in the past, but typically I put them up as something superficial. You know, it's you're basing something off a picture or some words that some people type. I have no idea the vibes of this situation. And I wouldn't expect anybody to have any good vibes about me upon seeing. That's really at the end of the day, the crux of the dating app. I don't think I'll have any success because I don't like how I look. I don't like, you know, I want to be hot basically is my point. And I know I've got a lot up against that aspect and I have a hard time with it. And so my therapist goes, well, why don't you just see and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, oh my God. So my homework assignment was to fill out a hinge profile and golly, is it fucking soul sucking to fill one of those out? Oh my God! How did you meet your wife, Rob? Do you mind mind telling us? I I met her on OkCupid. See a dating app. 
that's how people are meeting, though. That's what we had this conversation. And my therapist was like, hey, I mean, you can't discount the fact that people have met on there. And my other friend, Benji Iofalo, super funny comic, he's my buddy. He, he met his wife on Hinge. And so I'm like, okay, maybe I should give it a try. So I'm doing it uh, begrudgedly almost. But these prompts are so dumb. I can't figure out how to, because like my inclination is to answer one of these props as a joke. Because the, the normal answer is not interesting and not going to attract anybody. So I, my inkling is to be like, I'm going to make a joke about this. But somebody seeing that and not knowing you, not knowing that you're a working cop, you know what I'm saying? It's like, they're like, oh, okay, this fucking guy. Let me, I mean, let's see if I have any examples here. Yeah, I don't you, know. should, you should do it on the pod. You should fill one out live. I mean, I'll tell you what I wrote, because I had to do, I did this before I came. I had no idea I was even going to talk about this, but it was on my brain as I pulled up here. And here's the other thing about Hinge, because I'm literally brand new on it as of moments ago. Like, I'm talking an hour ago. I feel as though they're giving me hot girls out the gate just to be like, well, this Hinge thing, look at that. They can't all look like the ones that they've given me. I haven't seen any. I have not seen one girl that I'm like mm, not attracted to. You know what I'm saying? They're all smoke shows and they're all like, I'm a publicist for Disney. I mean, they're fucking, you know, you go, well, this is like top of the mountain. I'd love to hang out with this girl. And uh, I just imagine as I get through the depths, obviously these ones aren't going to be matching with me. So I assume once I get into the bowels of hinge, I'll start seeing some of the regular folk. But um, I, I believe there was an expose about Hinge about this very thing that they do. Really? They, they do this. Yes. Yes. Well, see, I don't. And you know what? You know what else they do? They go, oh, well, you're out of likes today. So uh, if you want to buy some and I'm like, buy some. If this is so magical and works, am I going to invest? I guess at the end of the day, everyone invests money into their dating life uh, through some sort of indirect ways. You know, whether it be through a date, uh, spending money on an actual date to try and impress a woman, uh, maybe perhaps on spending money on grooming. But here's the thing. You got to do all that anyway, on top of the fact that you're spending money on likes. I mean, I guess I would spend money on like, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't see. I don't even know where you'd meet a woman. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess I'd spend money on a yoga class where I'd run into, you know what I'm saying? So you're spending money to facilitate social interaction in that way but i just can't bring myself to necessarily do it uh but hold on let me see if i can pull up my profile here okay so <laughs> the one prompt was i mean you could choose from a litany of them by the way and i was just going through i'm like i don't have anything for that i don't have anything for that but at the end of the day i was like well what do i want to like share about myself that i think uh you know what is at the core of me? And it, I'm so untethered and gone from being in a relationship. Like, I haven't been in a relationship since I was 29. And I'm 36 now. And I didn't realize until I was sitting here thinking about it how much time has passed. You see, when I was 29, I was with a girl. It was kind of winding down. She started getting sick of the comedy thing. And we broke up. And I also was like, well, I'm moving anyways. And it took me about two years to save up some money. And then I moved to L.A. And since I've moved to L.A., it's been all like, you're poor, get better, grow your career, yada, yada, yada. And now here we are five years later, and I've done that to a degree. 
and I want to do it more, but I've done it to the point where I'm at least presentable to another human being now. Do you know what I mean? I'm not fucking destitute. And so a lot of time has passed and I don't even know like what exactly I'm supposed to tell these people to like attract a woman. So the first one I wrote on here in a prompt, it was, let's make sure we're on the same page about dot, dot, dot. That was the prompt. And I said, sleep. I love it. I hope you do too. That's all I wrote. I don't know what else to write. I swear to God, these things are, this is the other thing. Uh, I also, the other one was, uh, I geek out on, and I was like, well, I have to just put a disclaimer. I said sports. I apologize in advance. Even people who watch this fucking show don't like that. I, there's people that watch the show every week that are like fucking sports. Ugh, shut up. And you watch my show. This girl's never going to fuck it. You know what I mean? So I put a couple of them out there. I didn't know what else to, let's see. I can do, I can do one right now. Let's do a new one. Maybe you can help me out here. Oh, wait, this is a microphone prompt? Oh, hold on here. That's the other thing. Now it's like, I guess I could attract a woman via, oh, these are videos. Okay, we don't want to do any of these. It says I'm, a, I did put, I you know, I have also like hesitation about putting that I'm a comic in my profile because I've seen people do things like that. And it's like, no, you're not. I immediately think that. But maybe that's because I am one. You know what I'm saying? Like, if a girl put actress in her profile and it wasn't someone I'm like, oh, she's in this or that, I'd be like, okay. You know what I mean? What if you looked her up though, and she was, you know, she had an IMDb page? Oh, and, I would one hundred percent do things. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, I'd be like, oh, okay, a craft commercial, cool, all right, okay. But I guess a person could Google me, yeah, or at least like take my picture or something and then figure it out. I mean, I am on the Google. You can Google me, so maybe that's the case. But it does feel there's something weird. I have I have a problem with connecting private life and uh, professional life. Like I go out with Annie all the time on the road or we go out to, to restaurants or something. She loves telling people she's a comic. She'll be like, I'm a comic. I'm friends with Joe. She'll like say all that shit like as a gag. But she does. I feel my insides physically coil when she does it, let alone, you know, me doing it. The idea of me doing it would never even... So it's hard for me to be like, I'm a stand-up comic. I hate telling people that when, like, you're introduced at a party and someone doesn't know you. They're like, what do you do? And you're like, I'm like, ah, I'm in comedy. I mean, it's just so... I don't know why. I just have a problem. So maybe I have a lot more issues to deal with personally before I uh, even am successful at this whole hinge thing. You know, you know, Josh, you're you're a very successful comic. Well, I think let's not get very. Well, I mean, let's... let's Temper that with a little. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're gonna have to learn how to accept uh, uh, compliments. I uh, that's another thing. But uh, you're a successful comic, and uh, I think that anybody who would want to date you would want to know that going in. I think that you are perfectly within your rights to put that in your profile. And then I think as soon as they put into Google "comic with one good eye," well, they don't know that. Gonna... I mean, that's an. I should have put that in there too. That's a good idea. I should put that as a, it. That's the thing. My hinge profile. I'm noticing. It seems my propensity and my instincts is to post information about me that is actually disclaimers. They're not really like adver advertisements for me. Advertisements. Wanted. A nanny. That's, uh, that's Mary Poppins shit. But let's get into some sports. I gotta, because I'm all like, I gotta get a girl to like, I also like, uh, there's been women in my life who won't date me but want to help me with my hinge profile it's like all right 
what is, what are you going to do about it? But I'm open for all ideas. So if you have any sort of tricks of the trade out there, maybe you've uh, found some success on the dating apps, Hinge in particular, and you are, uh, you know, wanting to pass along your wisdom, I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. But let us get into some sports now because we have some fun things to discuss. We have some Russell Wilson news uh, that we will get to uh, toward the end of sports. Uh, I wanted to let you know in case you were wondering. Uh, we got some World Cup action. We even are going to get to one of the most bizarre stories. Now, Oh, my God, I don't even know how to preface it or how to get into it, but it's just so creepy and bizarre. If you like, you know, true crime stuff, get ready. Uh, But the one I want to kick off things with is the theory that was floated out to me the other night. And, uh, you know, I was talking with, and I wish I could remember this uh, woman's name. She's a a comic. Oh, boy, I got to find it. I I met her for the first time Friday night at the Comedy Store. Let me see if I can just because I want to give her credit for this because she put this on my radar and I've never heard a theory that quite resonated with me this way. And, uh, you know, I'm not into crystals. I'm not into spirituality necessarily. I can be convinced, you know, you start talking spirituality to me and it vibes with something already going on in my brain. I'm a big vibes guy. Is vibes spirituality? Does it count? It's in the same realm, I'd imagine. Yeah. But I'm all about vibes, I guess energy, I don't know. But, you know, when you start talking crystals and zodiacs and stuff like that, I get a little like, all right, you're trying to do a little too much math here. But this girl, you know, she's into that kind of thing. The The uh, comedian was Pamela Walt, and she's very much into, uh, you know, existentialism, all that stuff. You know, she's into that kind of shit, in that world. And, uh, you know, I forget who else I was talking to in the in the group, but... The topic of sports came up, which it always does <laughs> when I'm around. Or someone just says one thing and then I just go off on a like autistic rant about sports, you know. So the topic of Tom Brady came up. And um, I was like, you know, talking about how this has been a rough year for Tom Brady, you know, getting divorced. Having an unsuccessful season as of late. Although, I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are leading the NFC South. It is just a god-awful division right now they're they're in the lead they very well could have a playoff appearance and you never know what Tom Brady's capable of once he goes into the playoffs so I mean it's not entirely unsuccessful but it's the worst season that Tom Brady has ever had and so Pamela her overheard us talking about this and she said that's because Giselle is a witch And I go, Giselle is a witch. You know, normally I would hear something like that and it would kind of roll off my back and I wouldn't even acknowledge it and I'd laugh or whatever. But it carries some weight. And I'm not even going to read the article yet. I brought an article to sort of validate my feelings because I wanted to give you my... Once she said this, everything clicked. Everything. And I was like, Giselle is a fucking witch. So I'm going to give my theories as to why it clicked, and then I'll go into the article and see if it backs me up. You see, Tom Brady came into the NFL, a sixth-round draft pick. We've heard the story a billion times. No one thought Tom Brady was going to become a starting quarterback, let alone the greatest quarterback of all time. 
Nobody. Drafted sixth round, I think 138th overall or something like that is the number. And he's gone on to have an Ironman career of, at the top of the mountain. When he first was playing quarterback at Michigan, he barely played. He wasn't even starting in college. So, you know, he just did the serviceable things. It was enough to get him looks in the draft. He did a combine workout. It was mediocre, yada, yada, yada. He gets into the league, finally. Drafted sixth round, makes a roster. And, you know, he's whatever. Drew Bledsoe's on the team. Drew Bledsoe, future Hall of Famer. You know, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't think Drew Bledsoe's going to make the Hall of Fame. But at the time, people are like, Drew Bledsoe, you know, All-American, blah, blah, blah. So, or All-Pro, yada, yada, yada. Top Pro Bowl guy. And how is Tom Brady going to usurp this guy? Well, Drew, uh, Drew Bledsoe gets hurt. Tom Brady comes in and wins a Super Bowl. Now, it was around this time that he met Giselle is when he had this meteoric, meteoric rise. Because that first Super Bowl, he came in and he took over Drew Bledsoe's team and basically just didn't cra- didn't have to crash the Lamborghini. You know what I'm saying? Just give me the keys and keep the... Keep it at 10-2 and because that first team was Drew Bledsoe all the way. He actually, and Drew Bledsoe, carried them through most of that. Tom Brady had to come in at the last second, won him a Super Bowl. It was at that point that the New England Patriots said, you know what, Drew Bledsoe, maybe he's a little injury prone, getting a little old. Ship him off to my Buffalo Bills. Or at least cut him and we sign him. I don't remember how it went down. It was a, I'm trying to block it out. It wasn't exactly a fun time as a Bills fan. It was for a second. So anyhow, Tom Brady at the time meets a woman, Rachel Weiss. Uh, can you correct me on that? Do you remember the actress Rachel Weiss? Yeah, Rachel Weiss from uh, The Mummy. Okay, yes. So he started dating her, has a child with her in Bales for Giselle. Now at this time, I don't know if the timeline, I'm trying to think of how much of the timeline, how, what, can we find out what year he met Giselle? Because I'm going to guess it's 2002 or three, But either way, it was toward the beginning of his tenure as the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. So my point is, once he got Giselle and her and him are intertwined, eventually going to become married, she started performing witchcraft. Sorry. Uh, yes. Was he connected to Rachel Weiss or was it to Bridget Moynihan? I'm sorry. Was it Bridget Moynihan? I believe why? it was Bridget Moynihan. My bad. I don't know why I would have thought Rachel Weiss. They're kind of the same. They're, they they're, look exactly the same. They don't look exactly the same. They're just <laughs> a couple of hot chicks who are in, within uh, A couple probably, skinny brunettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, they and Moynihan, Bridget Moynihan and Brady ended their relationship after three years of dating in December 2006. Oh, okay. So the timeline is a little later than I had and expected. So let's see Tom Brady, Giselle Bundchen. Maybe there was an overlay, because uh, it wasn't shortly thereafter. It was a part. Of, it was an affair. I do think. I think there was some overlapping. Yeah, uh, I found a timeline from Us Weekly. Okay. They wed in two thousand nine, so he was with Moynihan until two thousand six, and then they got married. In uh, he and Giselle got married in two thousand nine. So, so, well, I guess some... the timeline is they must have dated, obviously, before they got married. The timeline doesn't line up with my theory, I guess. But my point was, 
you know, Tom Brady, maybe he did have a little bit of skill then, and he got himself to a certain point. But the longevity thing, she's got to be voodooing him on the good side. And now, since they've divorced, she's voodooing him on the bad side. You know what I'm saying? Bad voodoo. Let's see what the article says. Because my, I mean, now that I look up the timeline, it's not exactly as perfect as I wanted it to be to back up the Giselle is a witch sort of scenario. It is impossible not to link Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady's rare bad streak with the separation and probable future divorce. Well, he definitely did get divorced. This is an older article from prior to the divorce. They are divorced now. They're finalized. Everything. Everything's done. And uh, so, you know, just want to put that out there. Uh, Brazilian top model Giselle Bunchen. However, there is a group of people on social networks that have gone a step further and have suggested that even former vice, uh, even the former Victoria's Secret angel is energetically involved in this TV 12 sports crisis. Because you know what? It is, you know, to think a man got divorced, I would think, as a guy not married, as we discussed in the beginning of this thing, I don't know that I would let a divorce affect my gameplay like this. I think a lot of it has to do with Todd Bowles and, you know, the offensive play calling, things like that. I don't think it's necessarily him like up there going like, I miss Giselle. But, you know, it's some turmoil obviously affects your ability to perhaps congest a new playbook or what have you. Uh, so I'm not taking that out of the realm of the possibility there, but uh, I still think she's a witch. I think she's got a doll. She's doing things. She's making them throw interceptions. Let's see. It has gone viral on TikTok with the hashtag witches of TikTok in which it is thought that Bunchen is practicing witchcraft in order to make her husband come to his senses and end his career to be at home with her and their children. I think she's doing it out of spite now. It's continued on into the spite land. According to this crazy theory, the South American is a white witch and that she uses her powers to do good. Now it's getting eerily racist here. You're like, yeah, her skin's white, but she's South American. What a witch. He knew she was a white witch, that she is a good witch. He was only retired for 40 days before he decided he was going to not retire, said uh, one user on TikTok. Uh, she just wants her husband to be home with her and her children. Many people are on her side. Personally, I am. She also does rituals for him during the season before predicting if he's going to have a good season or not. So, yeah, she was doing witchcraft when they were together in order to make his season good. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have lost the, you know, this is outdated, so that doesn't even matter. But I don't know, man. I uh, I just think, yeah, I'm, I, would I would love it if she was a witch because then it, it just it speaks to why he had such a long good run. I cannot sit here and just possibly fathom the fact that Tom Brady is this top tier athlete. It bothers me. Do you know what I mean? It always has when he was on the Patriots. Now I kind of like, you know, now that he's on the Buccaneers, I'm like, hey, I hope he plays till he's 50 because it's something it's fun. Might as well be on Mars down there in the NFC South. So I don't care. He's not affecting my life anymore. But I did hear a rumor that next year the New England Patriots are going to try and trade for him. Now, that's just some dumb shit on Twitter, so who knows if that's true. But if that happens, I'll be like Will in the Upside Down. I will fucking, I'll have PTSD. It'll be an issue. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, I don't know, dude. Tom Brady, Giselle, I want to see more of evidence. I want her to get with another quarterback 
and do some voodoo for him. That We need some more of a test before I'm starting to uh, be fully convinced and be in witchcraft. This whole thing about wives wanting their husbands to not play football, I get it. They're gone. It takes up a lot of their life. But it's a lot of money. You know what I mean? It, and it's not going to last forever. It's not like this guy's going to do it till he dies. I've heard of players who are a lesser stature than Tom Brady, who maybe have, you know, a finite career of about six years, who were like, well, I'll give it one more go so they can join up with a practice squad, make six figures, you know, make like a dentist salary just to be on a practice squad. And their girl tells them, I don't want you to. It's fucking 18 weeks, especially if you join up with a shit team. That's not going to make the playoffs, you know. Also, just they're, suck they're, it up. Their kids are all ten and older. Well, their kids are in this case, but in some cases, you know, a younger player, a normal—I'm saying in a normal scenario where it's somebody—and and you know what the average is of a player in the NFL? Three years, the average. So if you can get an extra one and get a grip of money, why aren't you letting your guy go do that? What do you think's happening here? You're going to prevent him from going to do that. So now he resents you. And I, I can't say names, but I heard a particular story of a player who was on the cusp of retiring but wanted one more go, kick the tires on a couple situations, and his girl was like, nah. And so he just bailed on it. And it's like, what? What? This is a friend, so I don't want to say anything. But anyhow, we'll move forward. I think... Uh, I don't know. I got to have more evidence, but I did like it's a fun thing, folks. If you want to get a girl to talk about sports with you, just bring up witchcraft. I mean, it is. It's interesting. So next up, we have a World Cup story This coming to us by way of Justin M, who is definitely in the running for Roach Reporter of the Year, perhaps the favorite. I mean, especially for my eyes. I mean, he is at the desk constantly submitting things at Josh Potter show at gmail.com. That's right, Josh Potter Show at gmail.com. That's where you can send in anything, folks. Music, roach reportings, whatever you want to do. So he sent this in about a fan or fans stealing the attention at the World Cup. Now, I thought this was going to be something crazy. I thought, oh my Lord, because you know, during the match against Iran, the U.S. versus Iran, I noticed a lot of hot Iranian chicks in the crowd. And I was like, are they allowed to be that hot and rooting for Iran? Like, if Iran government saw this, are they going to be like, we have to capture? You know what I'm saying? Like, because they were not, it wasn't like this. You know what I mean? They weren't like, they were fully out. I just thought that was interesting. So I thought that was going to be about what this was going to be about. But no, it says during the World Cup, all eyes are on the pitch as football fans eagerly watch to see whether or not it will, in fact, be coming home. However, during the match between Croatia and Brazil on December 9th, viewers watching live on television couldn't help being distracted as the camera's focus strayed from the players to a couple in the stands. A clip of the unknown pair has since gone viral online after a fan filmed his screen while watching coverage of the game on BBC. Shared by a Twitter user and reposted on the popular Instagram account, uh, the Archbishop of Banterbury. Evidently, that's a popular Instagram account. The video shows a man holding up his phone to the woman who sat next to him so she can use the camera to apply an eyeliner. A few seconds into the clip, the man appears to catch someone's attention off screen and can be seen smiling and winking at them. Almost immediately after he winks, the woman looks up from doing her makeup and faces him. 
and it's fair to say she doesn't look too impressed. Whether this is about the wink or him moving his phone is unclear. I like how those are the two theories that this article poses. So why don't we see the clip, and maybe we can make our own assessment. Do we have it? So here she is applying her eyeliner. He's using his phone camera as a mirror. He does the wink, and then she looks up like, huh? Startled. It's very subtle. The fact that this went viral is kind of nuts. So then he looked like he... So for those listening, there's no sound on the video. But so he's like this, right? He's holding. I'm saying for those listening, and then I'm about to show you with my phone. What a fucking idiot I am. So he shows his phone up there, and some he looks off camera, you know? And he's looking to the right while he's, like, displaying his phone to the left so she can do the uh, eyeliner. And he kind of does, like, a, what's up? And does, like, a wink. So some people were speculating maybe he was distracted by another female fan who was like, hey. I don't think that's what it was. I think somebody was like, look at how hot that girl is that he's with. And he was like, yeah, that's right. I think it was more that. And I think... At that same time, a text message appeared on his phone. You know the little thing at the top? So-and-so texted you? The little banner at the top? Ba-doop. And so she was like, who's that? Or something like that. Or she like uh, acknowledged it. That could be. That's a better theory than him moving the phone like she was maybe he did did he move the phone subtly and she I'm, was like what I'm are you looking fucking at doing? it he doesn't he's it's pretty down, still dude. that's still as fuck no he's doing the winky thing and then i think it was so maybe i don't know uh if there was something said by the person he was winking at that could be that could have been the thing that brought her attention to him but here my favorite look if you keep going just slightly forward is this one here now he's holding the phone and he's like, oh, fuck. Uh, how am I going to explain this shit or get out of this? That's that look. So, you know, it's something. That's why. Well, that's what made me think text message. I don't know. That's my theory. But maybe this maybe people have already deduced this out there in the world. Maybe the Internet will have a better theory. Do hit us up. Josh Potter show at Gmail dot com or leave a comment. However, you'd like to get in touch. Get in touch, my friend. I'd love to hear your theory on this. Oh, but now this one's dark. <laughs> this story is dark. And why don't I get to a advertisement before I get to this story? Because I'd rather lead off with it before it gets dark. <laughs> and this, I want to let you know, this. Uh, I'm very pleased to have this sponsor here. It is the fine folks at Freeze Pipe that are bringing you the Josh Potter show today. Oh, who doesn't want bigger clouds, less coughing, and zero throat and chest burn? I smoke all the time. And I got to tell you, sometimes I'm like a dragon. I'm like, Ugh. and the freeze pipe came along. And boy, oh boy, now it's like, it feels like it rejuvenates me. It's crazy. I mean, I take a, it's almost refreshing to take a hit out of a freeze pipe. Instead of a regular one, you know, because it's not, it's not all hot. It's not making me dry. It's the best, dude. Freeze Pipe's unique line of freezable pipes, bubblers, and bongs. Cool smoke by over 300 degrees. That smoke gets all hot up in there. Make it nice and icy, baby. That gives you thick, milky clouds without feeling a thing. Because that's really the end of, end of the day what I'm looking for. I'm trying to get up. Get up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to get a big old cloud. There's nothing more satisfying than blasting out 
a giant cloud. And when you do it, when then you have to cough and shit and your throat burns, it doesn't feel as good as when you do it with one of the fine freeze pipes. No more throat burn, no more intense coughing attacks, and no more having to chug water after every rip. The secret is the freezable glycerin chambers that come on every piece. Pop one of these chambers in the freezer for one hour, and boom, you're ready to go. Smoke is instantly cool as if as it passes through the icy chamber. So change how you smoke forever. Scoop up one of the freeze pipes, bubblers, and, and or bongs. Get the whole fucking collection, all right? For the smoothest smoking experience and free shipping, shop now at thefreezepipe.com. Use code Josh Potter for 10% off your entire order. That's right. You can get the whole damn collection. And I'm going to be hooking you up. That's the, T-H-E, freezepipe.com and code Josh Potter for 10% off your entire order. Shop today. Your throat and lungs will thank you. All right. Let us get dark. The Florida Gators football team, they're having a a tough go. (laughs) And here's the thing. Ever since I've been a kid, That team has been chock full of criminals. I mean, one of the most famous ones being Aaron Hernandez. I mean, that Tim Tebow team had... Can we look up uh, Florida Gators criminals? I'm sure uh, it'll be easy. A nice list article will come up. You know, you had the Pouncey twins on that team. They were doing some fucked up shit. You had Aaron Hernandez, who obviously was a murderer. I don't think David Nelson did anything. He was on that team. Tim Tebow, obviously. You know, Jesus freak. It was almost as if Tim Tebow was so pure and good that it took up the rest of the team. You had Urban Meyer uh, as the coach who we all know is a scoundrel. What have we found? Anything? Yeah, uh this is this is an old article. Refresh me. Yeah, cuz it's yeah, from like 06. This is Yeah, like, this this says uh Florida Gators had most athletes as crime suspects from 2009 to 2014. Oh, okay. There was an outside the lines investigation on uh on a bunch of them, let's see. Uh Pause for a second. Let me see if I can find some actual names. I don't necessarily need names. The other thing to find out is which quarterback or what the name of the quarterback that said the N-word in the situation with that. I didn't grab that article, but he it's so wild that he got in trouble and then this guy became the starter and then he got in way more trouble. Uh, Let's see. This is Marcus Stokes. Standout QB from Nice High School in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. After a clip surfaced over the weekend in which Stokes used the racial slur while rapping along to a song. Yep. And uh, I'll tell you what. He uh, he is not one of the uh, inner city blacks. He is white. So you can't do that. That's a no-no. So he's a, you know, obviously so four Gator fans are like, oh, fuck, you know, we're going to lose this guy because he did that. Well, their backup quarterback, J- uh, Jalen Kitna, son of former NFL pro quarterback John Kitna, who we all know, loves him some Jesus. Jalen Kitna was dismissed from the team Friday after sources confirmed to ESPN following his arrest this week on child pornography charges. What? Now you think, oh, is this like a case of a guy being 17 and dating a 15 or 16 year old and, you know, getting her nudes and having her nudes on his phone. Is that one of these cases? Cause those ones you can kind of like gloss over as being 
Well, they're in high school together. They're dating. Let's find out. (laughs) Kitna is facing two counts of distribution of child exploitation material and three counts of possession of child pornography. Two of the five charges, which still need to be formalized by the state's attorney office, are second-degree felonies that could result in a prison term up to 15 years and a fine of $10,000. The other three are third-degree felonies. Kitna was released from jail on $80,000 bond on Thursday, with the condition of his release including an order not to have any unsupervised contact with minors and not to have any internet access. His parents, John and Jennifer Kitna, promised Judge Michon Rawls that they would supervise their 19-year-old son at home in Burleson, Texas. John Kitna, who played 14 seasons in the NFL, serves as a high school coach in Burleson. A redshirt freshman, Jalen Kitna, appeared in four games for the Gators this season, completing 10 of 14 passes for 181 yards and a touchdown. That's not a bad stat line. Florida had suspended Kitna indefinitely immediately following his arrest Wednesday. The Gators had scrubbed Kitna's name from their roster and his bio from their website late Thursday, just hours after Kitna's first court appearance. Although Kitna remained... Enrolled in classes Friday, the University of Florida Police Department issued him a trespass uh, warning that bars him from campus for three years, pending the outcome of his court case. Kitna also would need to have to go through a student code of conduct hearing to be eligible in his return. I thought there was more to this about what had happened, but it is not the case of just like, oh, my girlfriend sent me nudes and she was younger than me. This man was like distributing websites there was a five. There's another article that had. Is that with me? Um, I can I can I can throw it up on the on the screen actually. Well, just give me the, the what you saw there. Ba- basically, uh, he's it, it has to do with five different images that he had. They were not, um, you know, sixteen year old girls that he used to date or right. something like that. They were <laughs> pubescent girls yes. in various. Uh, Very much younger. Yes. And uh, it's so weird. The kid is nineteen. And it's strange. It makes you wonder. Like, I never, I never, I don't know what the, I thought, like, there was a part of me that thought, like, people grow up to be pedophiles. But it turns out, I think you might be born with it. It's like, uh, it's that question. Is it like, is he born with it or is he Maybelline? You know what I mean? Like, uh, it makes you wonder. So it's like, are you attracted as a pedophile to children your whole life? Like, the second you hit puberty? And then you just grow past it, and then it just gets worse as you get older. Obviously, is this the is this what it is? I'm just trying to figure out like if anyone's ever done any research on that. I thought it was just like you get old and like maligned and creepy. I don't know. I don't know. It's just strange to me. A 19 year old. I've never heard of something like that. Like a guy that young getting caught with kitty porn. And usually it's brushed under the rug. Like I said, when it's but it's just so. Oh, it's just so choice, too, because John Kitten is such a Jesus, like one of those like pushing it on you, Jesus guys, where it's like God did this. God did that. John Kitten, one of the best, most electric quarterbacks in college, too. So, you know, you see these kids like Marvin Harrison, Jr., Joey Porter, Jr. You see the kids of guys you grew up watching. You're like, oh, man, this is going to be fun. And then one of them gets arrested for kitty porn. And you're like, man, I feel old, (laughs) you know the end of the day it's such a weird i mean i we're gonna learn more about it as time goes on here but boy oh boy florida gator fans i mean i guess it's just par for the course for the gators right like you said you found some some uh 
Yeah, there was Hernandez, there was uh, Carl Moore, there was Chris Rainey, there was um, <laughs> there's a bu- there's a bunch. Uh, um, Janoris Jenkins. Okay, one that was a big one. Yes, do recall. Now it's so funny because it used to be the University of Miami was the one that had like the quote unquote criminals. That's what everyone dubbed them as, and they like took that moniker up. You know, Catholics versus criminals, the whole Notre Dame-Miami rivalry that occurred multiple times. But, man, Florida Gators really walking the walk in the last, like, 20 years here. (laughs) That's for damn sure. And finally in sports, and I know we've gone on and on about sports. We've almost done the whole show on it. But I have a fun way to end it with some Cecil Wilson news. Now, yesterday, I do want to send out my you know, thoughts and vibes to Russell Wilson. He suffered a concussion against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, just this past Sunday. And I don't know, maybe this, I you know, I fear that this concussion can either warp him more or it could actually, maybe it actually makes him better because Russell's so out there. And we know he's been calling the wrong audibles. He's not been gelling well with teammates. It's been an all-in-all disaster on the Denver Broncos. But... Russell really hasn't addressed any of this. And recently he had to face some tough questions. So let's give it a listen. Sure that you're washed up at 34. Do you feel like you're washed up at 34? Uh, I don't even need to respond to, to, to that. I think that uh, at the end of the day, I, I, know, I know who I am as a player. I think that also too, um, you know, I feel better than ever. I'm getting better mentally and physically every day. Has this affected your confidence? And if so, do you need to get it back? Is this awesome? How do you get it back with this offense? My confidence never wavers. No, because I'm, uh, I'm yeah, an autistic robot. Waver. You know, I, I know how much work I put into it. Uh, I know who I am. I know what I've done. The NFL Network reported yesterday that, that you've lost some players in the locker room. How would you respond to that, and have you noticed that at all? No, I mean, I think that, uh, first of all, uh, you know, everybody wants to win. We all want to win, you know, and uh, nobody wants to win, you know, more than me and this team. And I mean, i got great relationships in that locker room. Uh, so whoever's trying to Name tear em. it down, uh, you can't. Yeah, no, I uh, so I thought that was interesting hearing him have to, have to actually face tough questions, and it was so weird. Like yesterday, Josh Allen had to face some questions too, and the way he handled it was like everyone's like, "Oh, he just fucking owned that reporter." Sussel's not owning anybody in a press conference. In fact, he can't stop smiling and giggling during it, which I find odd. You have to know the moments, and he always, you know, he's used to just you know, playing above what everyone expected of him. So he was used to smiling up there being, you know, I'm Russ, I'm Mr. Unlimited, you know, let Russ cook. Broncos country, let's ride. Now he's facing tough questions and he's got that same demeanor. It's like, dude, show some sort of like sense of self. And he keeps saying over and over again, I know who I am. I know. No, you don't. You have no fucking idea who you are off that football field, which is like fine if you acknowledge that. But at the end of the day, there he he got steamrolled. I mean, it's only going to get worse. And now, like I said, he did yesterday. He was actually playing very nicely. It was the first time we actually got to see like old school Russell Wilson. He was putting up points, giving the Chiefs a little bit of a scare until he suffered his concussion. And now, if he's out a couple of weeks, we're going to see what his backup can do. Another son of a former NFL player, Brett Ripien, and uh, we're going to find out: is it Russell or is it this this team? So we're going to find out once and for all. But it's an interesting thing as uh, there starts to be more cracks. I love to see how Russell Wilson, Wilson, Russell Wilson uh, reacts to everything. Ba-dum, bum, ba-dum.
Quite a few stories here in the news. And this one, ooh, my lord, let us kick it off with a lovely dose of... In this one, according to a criminal complaint, on November 21st, a 10-year-old boy is accused of shooting and killing his 44-year-old mother because she woke him up early and would not buy him a reality headset. Tonight, chilling new details of a 10-year-old Milwaukee boy opening fire, killing his mother at close range. 12 News is not naming the boy due to his age, but new court documents reveal the boy opened fire because his mom wouldn't buy him something on Amazon. And then he purchased a virtual reality headset from her Amazon account the day after she died. The deadly shooting happened Monday at the boy's home near 87th and Hemlock on the northwest side of the city. Police initially ruled the shooting accidental, but the criminal complaint says the 10-year-old's family <laughs> called police with Pause serious it. concerns. They ruled it accidental until the 10-year-old boy was, no, I shot her ass because she didn't buy me a VR headset and she woke me up early. I, this is frightening to me. I don't have kids. My sister has a child. He's a sweet boy and a sweet girl. I can't imagine. a ten, that, That's really like wires are fucking crossed, right? Because here in this article, too, the boy's 26-year-old sister told police her brother had had rage issues all his life. He's fucking 10. He's 10 years old. Rage issues all his life? Like, since when? Since he crawled out of the womb? Like, that's insane. Like, what kind of fucking thing did you breed? Is this Damien? I mean, this is insane. The boy's mother set up cameras in the home before the deadly shooting. Those cameras then became unplugged. So this kid even knows how to, like, unplug cameras. Let's see what else they say in this news article. Keep it going. It's the next day. The boy's sister telling detectives, quote, he has had rage issues all of his life. He becomes very angry and acts out, adding that he had been seeing a therapist. And when police questioned the boy a second time, they say he told them the shooting wasn't accidental and that he was mad at his mother because she woke him up early that morning. According to this complaint, police say the boy told them he took his mother's keys and grabbed the gun from a lockbox, then went down to the basement to confront his mother while she was doing laundry. The boy told investigators he only meant to scare his mother by shooting at the wall, instead admitted that he shot her in the face and that he knew guns can kill people. No one answered the door at the family's home Thursday. The yeah, the mom's the boy's dead. The grandmother said he told her, quote, I'm sorry for killing my mom, then asked if his Amazon package had arrived. Hilarious. This kid is a psycho. For this boy. Well, Patrick, he is charged as an adult. He's due back in court next week, and if convicted, could face 60 years in prison. Meanwhile, his mother's funeral is set for Friday. Hillary Mintz reporting live tonight. This kid is a psychopath, clearly. And he showed his psychopath. I can't believe psychopaths actually make it to be adults sometimes when this kid exists. But here's what we can learn from all of this. If you're a child out there and you want to get a VR headset and you're sick of waking up early, point to this story. Say, hey, mom, you want to, you want to think twice about next time you wake me up early? It's kind of like Columbine, you know, when Columbine happened. People stopped bullying kids that wore slipknot shirts and stuff once Columbine happened, you know? Same tactic here. I'm not saying, I'm not condoning the actions of this child at all. I'm just saying, you want a VR headset this Christmas? I think you're probably going to get one. 
just start, you know, acting a little ragey if you're 10 years old. But here's the thing. It's just, I, I, what do you, I mean, I guess you send your kid to therapy, you love your child, blah, blah. There's no preventing this. If your 10-year-old wants to murder you, he can. And that's the scary thing. I always, when I had dogs and stuff, I would always be like, if this dog wanted to just eat my face tonight, it could just do it if it just so decided. Now I'm going to have that feeling with children. This child just like, I don't know what's going on in that brain. You'd like to think you do. But a 10-year-old, a 10-year-old being capable of murdering is the most frightening thing I've ever heard of. Like, forget your fucking Freddy Krueger's or your, uh, you know, whatever. If there was a 10-year-old and you think like, oh, I could beat the shit out of a 10-year-old, but it's your kid. You're like, what are you doing with that? And he just blasts you in the face. Good golly. That is something. How do you, how do you even see the signs of something like that? I've never heard of a, such a terrifying child in my life. This one comes to us by way of uh, Justin M. It's another Christmas story. It's about people who decorate their cars for Christmas. I didn't know this was a thing. And this story comes to us by way of England. So maybe it's like a British thing. Because I've literally never seen anything like this. In fact, I think everybody in this is a psychopath uh, that's quite like that kid. They're going to end up shooting their mother one day. But evidently, people decorate their cars. And this article is about experts uh, that have warned motorists to be careful with their Christmas decorations. Have you ever seen anybody decorate their fucking car before? I've seen the antlers that people stick out the windows. Mm. And sometimes you see like a, like a, maybe like a Santa hat on the front of the car. Like if you're just like do, if you're doing that like from Thanksgiving till New Year's, like I don't know, that just seems so obnoxious. You've seen the Santa hat like on the grill. I've seen like the Santa hat on the grill or like a stuffed animal or something. Like I've seen things like that, but nothing too extravagant. This one it talks about all kinds of things. There's people hanging shit up inside their car. There's people with fucking rear view mirror things, and it's you know it's the typical like no, don't do have anything that. Fucks up your visibility. The thing on the grill, that's ridiculous. Your car's going to overheat. If there's anything I learned from NASCAR, it's if you get debris on the grill, you know, your your car's temperature goes up. And I don't know how cars work, but I know that from NASCAR. I don't think they're going that fast. I don't know. I'm just saying. You got to have that grill unobstructed. Uh, that's for sure. But yeah, I, I didn't know if there was anybody out there. I would like to see your submissions. If you know anybody in your life that is insane enough to decorate their cars, please to be sending them in. Show at gmail.com. I'd love to just see some pictures of uh, some of the craziest cars you've seen. Because I've, I've literally, thank God, my mother loves decorating for the holidays for her house and everything like that. But I've never once ha- seen her decorate her car. She'll put like uh, maybe uh, a thing on the antenna, actually. Or maybe a bump, a special like window decal. Oh my lord! But these are like you know. Oh my god, this is nuts. And by the way, uh, thank you to uh, your mom. This is reminding me now because during your mom's house live, uh, Nadav had his Jewmobile made. So if you haven't watched it, you still can go buy it and check that. I mean, that was one of the many things that occurred during. Your Mom's House Live, and I appreciate anybody who checked out the pre-show with yours truly. That was so much fun. But go check out Nadav's Jewmobile. Now that that's why that's why I saw this article. It reminded me of Nadav's little 
Jumobile there that he got made. I wonder if it'll make it to Instagram pretty soon, but go check out the pay-per-view if you haven't done so already. Next up, we have a story that comes to us by way of Tanner, joshpottershow at gmail.com. The email says, what's up, Papa Roach? Was reading this incredibly fucked up story and thought it would be great for the pod. Well, we like a nice fucked up story. So that's all it, all it says, fucked up story. That from Tanner. A former New York police officer whose eight-year-old son died after he was forced to sleep in the family's freezing garage was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison Thursday. Oh, well, that just makes my heart warm for the holidays. What a holiday story. Michael Valva, 45, found guilty of second-degree murder in four counts of endangering the welfare of a child. The boy's death was ruled a homicide with major contributing factor of hypothermia after he was forced to sleep in the family's Long Island garage with temperatures that dipped below 20 degrees. The egregious case led to the discovery of a history of child abuse in the home. If this is child abuse, my parents should go to jail, too, because I fucking I I one time my mom was like, we're going to switch bedrooms. And my parents bedroom was at the front of the house. Mine was in the back. My parents bedroom was an old porch that was covered like walls were put around it but it had no like insulation and during the winter it would be freezing like I would get the frost on the windows and everything like that and so my parents switched because they're like Josh likes when it's cold dude my toes my nose I mean everything was freezing and I would have to wear like four layers to bed and everything like that I remember there would be like condensation built up on like my sheets and stuff and my pillow from how cold it was. And I would tell my mom, I'm like, it'd be, and she, she got me a space heater and she was like, you got to put it on over here and it can't be on for too long. Cause it'll light the house on fire. So I'm, if I would have died, they would, you're welcome. You're welcome. Mom and dad here. I am not dying for you. And then not shooting you in the face when you don't get me a VR headset. I think I was a pretty swell kid, you know, and finally, we have a, a video that is just, this is going to make you want to go Christmas shopping. It's going to make you want to embrace your family, get ready for a nice holiday dinner. It says, hello, Papa Roach and Roach crew. At the bottom of this email, I have posted a link. Not a news story or Roach report, but I feel this clip was too good to not share. It fits right in with the show. Love what you do. Hope you have happy holidays and a great new year. Regards, Tommy Jensen, an expat Roach in Japan. Oh, we got a guy all the way out in Japan listening. So he sends this in. I don't think this video happens in Japan, but let's give it a look. Oh, she's just going over. Oh, the garbage can. I want to throw something out. Uh-oh. Can you pause it real quick? How on earth? Go back for go back a little bit too, because I want to see again. How did the woman behind the counter know so quickly that this woman approaching the garbage can in her store was going to shit in it? It doesn't seem other than her subtly going to pull down her pants. That's the only sign for me. And this woman was right on top of it. She was like, "Uh-uh, you are not shitting in this garbage can." For those who are listening, you see the video is of a. Uh, a woman in a store, it's a security footage, so to speak, a woman behind a counter that looks like some sort of, um, you know, clothing store of some kind uh, in a strip mall or something like that. There's a large garbage can next to the cash register, next to the counter, one that you would find uh, in a lunchroom, that kind of big, you know, the cylindrical ones. And so this woman walks a big Rubbermaid. A big Rubbermaid yes. Now, this woman, she hangs something up. 
and then approaches the garbage can and takes off the lid to which it has a it seems to be empty and it has, you know, a bag in it at, at least. So she approaches it like that. Let's continue. And this woman immediately knows she's going to attempt to shit in it. Use the trash can for what, man? Use the trash can no, for what, man? No, ma'am. So she asked, can I use the trash can and then took the lid off and was starting to remove her pants. Now, this woman is walking in such a way that we've all been there before. She is going to explode. She is going to shoot shit out of her that is going to be like dumb and dumber. I mean, she's going to sit on this garbage can and it's going to be like, you know what I mean? It's going to be bad the way she's walking. That's all I'm saying. That's my theory. So this woman, she goes, use the garbage can for what? And then she sees her doing this, and she's like, uh-uh, you need to get out of the store. So let's see how this unfolds. It's, it's, like, Ma'am, it's get coming. Out of this store. It's coming you out. Use the bathroom in our trash can. Get out. Where can I go? It's outside. Get out. I lost your damn mind. No, get out of my store. Get out of here. Can I get a bag to put it in? Can you I get a bag one? to put right it here. in? So this woman's resigned herself to the fact she's going to go shit outside. It's coming out of her ass, basically. She's Look at her. She's bent over. She's bent over. She's holding her asshole. You want me to help you make it out of the store? I'm saying without, I don't want. Ma'am, get out of the store. Get out of the store. Pause it real quick. This woman does not, by the way, look terrifically homeless, or maybe she's like a drug addict or anything like that. Let her use the bathroom if this is the case. I'd be like, oh, the bathroom. You know what I mean? I'd take her to the closest bathroom I knew. I would give her that. If Even if it was like, there's a Starbucks next to this store. Go there and use the bathroom or whatever. I would get her out of the store into a bathroom where I knew one. They're just telling her to go outside. And she's like, can I shit in a bag? And then she picks up the smallest bag I've ever seen, by the way, to shit in. Just take the bag out of the garbage. So the fact that, Here's the thing, though. I say all of this, and if she was just a normal woman who had to shit as if her life was ending, and I'm her, I would go find a bathroom or something suitable. I would never even have this exchange. Like, what a nightmare scenario to be, like, having to shit so bad, and you have to, like, be like, I'm going to shit in this garbage can right next to that. Like, how fucking nuts is that? What drug makes you shit, Rob, do you know? Uh, there's a few different ones, but any any opiate will kind of gum up the works for a little while. Yeah, and opiates it, make you constipated. Yeah, and then but then when it wears off, oh. you have a very powerful need to shit at that Interesting. point. Interesting. So we could have one of those scenarios. We could have one of those. She could be coming down from something and then really have uh, a Because she's standing emergency. there like a fucking child where they're like, ah, and they don't want to move because the shit's going to just... And I listen, I have been in that scenario. I've had the shit so bad... In my life, I one time shit in the woods. I told that story, and someone goes, that's fake. Of all the things I've told on this podcast, the me shitting in the woods story is fake? Okay, whatever you say, pal. But anyhow, let's see if she ever makes it or what occurs here. We have a little bit to go. Asking you a Let me... I don't want to make a mess in your store. And leave out the store. You got to leave up out of here. If, if I want to get your ass out of the damn store. Get out of our store now. I'm going to have to put Pause my real quick. pants on you now. Now, the panic is setting into the workers because this is a time bomb. Either she's going to win this fight and shit into the garbage 
or she's going to lose the fight and she's going to shit all over the store. So they're having panic. They're sitting in and they're like, you need to get up out of the damn store. And they're both standing there now trying to figure out how we get this shit bomb out of our store. Continue. Trying to be motherfucking nice. Get the fuck out the store. I'm asking if there a place I can open it up. It's coming open out it now. It's coming out now. You going to get it. Now they're pushing her out of the store. They're grabbed her and pushing her. She's like, it's coming out now. And they're, now they're shoving her out. Get your ass out of here. Shut the fuck up. So, I, I mean, we don't get to follow her. That's where the video ends. She goes back in and gets her stuff and goes to throw that out there. We don't get to see the ending of it. We will never know if this woman shit her pants or not, unfortunately. But we know she didn't shit in the store. So, success for the employees of the store to get this woman out of said store and to shit somewhere else. But, you know, if she does it right on the stoop of the store, is that really a victory at the end of the day? Golly. She took that bag, though. She was going to just sit with that bag, grab the handles of it, and put it right up to her ass. I don't think I'll, I've will i ever shit into anything like that, like a bag. Have you done any of those things where you have to test your uh, your biomes or whatever the hell? Uh, oh, you mean like for your, your gut, your gut flora? Yeah. There, here's the thing. Someone's like, you should do that. I am never going to handle my own shit. <laughs> never. There's nothing. If you were like, Josh, we need you to do it to find out if you have cancer. I go, I guess I, I guess I'll die. There's no chance I will be. And that's the thing about being like homeless and things like that, that I, I, I would just kill myself because I could not shit outside. I couldn't touch my own shit I couldn't stand having it on stuff I'm very adverse to the shit especially touching it and moving it and handling it that's what I that's I think that's fair to say there is a slightly longer version of Ooh. the video slightly longer okay so, so uh, she after she kicks her out she grabs her bag and she walks to the door and throws her bag out after her and then walks over and does a little of the uh like alcohol, uh, alcohol uh, sanitizes her hands. Sanitize, yes. So that means when she was pushing her, there might have been some shit coming out. I I want to say I heard. Now I don't think I did. I think it was just sort of a I wish I heard kind of thing. I heard it in my wishes, but I thought when she was pushing her, she started like farting, like with every step. It was like, <laughs> but that could just be me wishing and hoping that that was the case. But you know what, folks, I. Uh, I can't wait for next week. We have a very special guest coming in here, and I'm so excited for it. I can't wait to show you who they are. I don't want to give away the surprise. So I'll just say tune in next Tuesday right here on The Josh Potter Show to find out. You're going to enjoy it. Other than that, vote for the Rochies. Right in the description of the uh, program here, you can find the ballot. Or if you go over to my Instagram, at Josh underscore Potter, you will find it there. And on Twitter, at J underscore Potter. There you'll also find links to tickets to my shows in Buffalo, New York, December 22nd and 23rd, my final shows of the year. Uh, January 13th, I'll be doing a show. It is my birthday. Just so happens to be a coincidence. I'll be doing it at Burbank, California. I'll have details on that next week. Other than that, my friends, I hope you join us. Continue to subscribe, rate, review, all of that. And I hope you join us next week right here on The Josh Potter Show.